it's me, Brianna, and you're listening to Are We Caught Up Yet? Marvel Edition. Um, today, we will be discussing Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, just to get the whole rigmarole, I'm joined by my friend Sam. <laughs> you can find us on youtube.com slash save the game media and podcast services uh if you do want to show us some extra love and get early access to all of our content you can find us on patreon.com slash save the game media um we'll keep it tame today <laughs> how are you what have you been watching um not bad you know busy as always mm. um that that that's that's the that's the check-in done um i what i've been watching yesterday as of day of recording i saw oppenheimer in theaters as i suppose you would say in the states um very 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 good film cinema. Uh, yeah it's the cinema it's theater We're talking about theater is where you go and see live performance um yeah it was it was a really good film um i think it's probably you could say that it's there's recency bias involved but having digested it for you know best part of a day now well yeah over a day now over 24 hours um I do think it's probably Christopher Nolan's best film um, just because like, I, I might find some of his other films more captivating and like enthralling and, you know, um, exciting. But I think in terms of an actual, just a film on a practical level of it, how it's constructed and paced and the performances across the board and the score and cinematography and everything. Um, I think it's his, his sort of magnum opus, his, his best work. Um, multiple Oscar nominations, practically guaranteed uh, across the board in, in various categories, probably best film, best actor, best supporting actor, best supporting actress, uh, cinematography, visual effects, director, best, yeah, I said best film. Um, so yeah, I probably won't see it in, in theatres again as much as I might want to, um, just because it's not that bad, but like taking a cinema trip, getting in the car, driving to the place, getting out and stuff, and, and then sitting down, it, it can be quite taxing physically. So I sort of have to pick and choose what I'm seeing. Um so yeah i will be watching it again at some point probably when it comes onto digital or streaming or something um and the only other thing i've watched is um me and the family are watching silo on apple plus apple i think apple that's plus, what my apple, apple TV. Is girlfriend um yeah. i think that's what they're watching yeah. too. is it pretty good or meh or we're only two episodes in, but it mm. is very, very good thus far. I won't say it's like, you know, it's you sort of need to, for a series, you kind of need to see whether it sticks the landing and where exactly it goes and the twists and turns and stuff. It's a bit, bit too early to tell, but I'm thoroughly enjoying what I've watched thus far. Mm. Um, Apple, Apple, they just like doing those weird shows, you know, there's going from Severance. They do, yeah. Silo um ted lasso's weird because who would want to watch a show about football <gasps> um, 
Um, Take that back. No. <sighs> but no, yeah, it, it's it's very good. Um, so those are the only two things I've I've been watching as of late. And okay. this film, obviously. Okay. Cool beans. Um, I had to look up. I was like, oh, what Christopher Nolan films are there? Because like I don't even know what he's done. Um, I've seen none of them besides The Prestige. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And I then had to look up The Prestige versus The Illusionist because I couldn't remember which one was which. God damn it. <laughs> so like, I could forgive <laughs> I could forgive like the Batman films. I could forgive those. I mean it is a bit egregious not having seen at least the Dark Knight. But I, you know. I I might have seen it like sitting with somebody else, but I don't remember watching it. So. No no Inception, no Interstellar. No. Memento. God. No. One of the most prolific, talented directors of our time doesn't put out a bad film apart from dunkirk dunkirk's a bit meh. but yeah oppenheimer i think not that he could level up because he's already like way up there but i think that if he could level up again it would be because of this film i think mm. i think he's sort of maybe retaken a bit of the spotlight is a, is a good way of putting it not that he was losing relevance but he sort of proven that he still got it with this. Okay. Well, yeah. that's, that's pretty good praise. I doubt that I will be watching any of these. Besides maybe The Prestige. But you've already seen that. Yeah, but I liked it. <laughs> hey, you know, if you like The Prestige, you'll probably like a lot of Nolan's other stuff. <laughs> it's all trippy and sort of thriller <laughs> and... Uh, you know what? I'll watch Inception when you watch Paprika. Maybe. You know, never say never. <laughs> Whatever. Um, all right. <laughs> what else have I been, what have I been watching? Um, let's see, that's a good question. Obviously, this the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, what else have I watched? I've uh, watched a little bit of anime here and there. I've uh, been watching Made in, Abyss, or Made in Abyss Season 2, and that show is messed up, man. Messed up. It's, like, now been... I think I may have already said this somewhere in a podcast, but it's been banned to one episode a day because it's just... It gets too dark. Um, oh. Yeah, there's, like, this, like... like I won't give, like, spoilers, but there's, like, this pet kind of creature that hangs out with the characters, and there's a part that, like, it almost literally gets squished to death because one of, like, these weird monster things, like, just picks it up and, like, squishes it. And it's, like, it's awful. It was, like, yeah, it was really bad. I won't give you, like, the full description because it was really horrible. But, yeah, really dark anime, um, especially being about kids and stuff. So, you've got to say you're selling me on it. It's actually really, really, it's, like, it's the craziest world building I think I've ever seen the world building is, is so good. Um, let's see. Hmm. I think that's pretty much, I mean, just watching a bunch of seasonal anime, wishing I was watching across the spider verse again, um, which is coming to streaming services in August. So I'm like counting down the days. I'm like, is it time yet? <laughs> um, so I can not watch other films that I still haven't seen and are finished and just watch. 
that again. Infuriating. Infuriating. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay. Uh, all right. So I wanted to, okay, two things. One, watching the intro again, obviously, as we always do. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, we hit one of the scenes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can recall what's in the intro, but obviously, like with No Limits, for me, it just, the screen just freezes and I don't get the audio either. Mm, um, that's so sad. So I just see a woman falling from the ceiling and then that's it. Um, but yes, yeah. he does a little leap towards the camera. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, we've got that guardian scene in there now. Um, or I guess like we've seen, well, I've seen that now. I say we. <laughs> um you've probably seen it 20 times um so the other thing i wanted to talk about is i realized that there's a whole point of this and i don't know why my brain hasn't like picked this up earlier but the whole point of this is to review a movie that we've already like people should have already seen so i'm actually going to remove having any spoiler free sections whatsoever because like what are people watching this for like five minutes do you know (laughs) hey so you put your I, hands on the steering wheel. I do, I do. So I am going to change it. I do still want to do general thoughts, but I'm I'm going to remove like the spoiler-free part because I do think it's good to like start the discussion, kind of overall discussing like how did you feel about this film, like what do you think, like that kind of stuff. I think that's a good way to start, but I don't think we need to do necessarily like spoiler-free. So okay. I think I think that's what I, I want to do moving forward. So. Any objections? Uh, no. Okay. For me. Um, so then to start, just general thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy. I know you're going to make me go first. So don't I even. am going to make you go first. Um, I loved this film. Mm. This film was awesome. Um, I don't. I think it might have been because I was sort of forced to watch it the first time I watched it um, that I just didn't like really even really want to be there. Um, but this time. Obviously, I watched it voluntarily, sort of, <laughs> and <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I really, really enjoyed it. Cool. What are your thoughts on this film? Um, yeah, it, it's good. Like that, the it's it's very good. Um, as we get more into it interesting thoughts will come out but um no i think it's it's undeniably um probably the most unique film thus far um both in terms of style and tone and um setting and characters and all of that um very refreshing you know i remember Back when the film first came out, they were saying, you know, it's the 10th film in the MCU. And that was like such a big deal at the time. They made that kind of milestone, which seems, you know, minuscule in comparison now. Um, But yeah, they were like, for for our 10th film, we're going to do something completely different. Um, And it's weird to think that back then, the Guardians of the Galaxy, like basically nobody knew who they were, what they were, what they were about. They were the most, one of the most obscure teams in the comics. Like everyone was like, this is just, it's not going to work. 
so many actors and and creators passed up on on being part of this film because they were like this is the first marvel film that's going to flop and um quite clearly it it didn't it did quite the opposite so yeah i don't think there's any uh arguing that this film isn't a resounding success yeah i really yeah no i i would agree i think that this film has a lot of um a lot of depth to it that i think i was a little bit surprised about i felt like every once in a while i felt like the the english class <laughs> version of myself was activating i was like oh that symbolism <laughs> just every once in a while i tried to rein it in but it's <laughs> all right every once in a while it happens um so yeah pretty good pretty good film mm. um okay soundtrack this is obviously mostly licensed music. Um, personally, I don't think I, I, I think the music was probably a little bit less generic, but still didn't super pick up on anything. Um, this might be something that, like, for I suspect that there were themes like songs that are recognizable in this soundtrack, but because I am not familiar with it, probably will recognize it coming around later in the other yeah. films. Yeah, there's there's a obviously I, I won't say anything specific, um, but there is a very clear Guardians theme um, that is is used throughout this film at various occasions. But as we go into future stuff, like you say, you will be like, oh yeah, this is the melody that is played when the Guardians team up or do something cool or you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. But, but yeah, you, you're just talking about the score, not necessarily the license tracks. When you're saying there's nothing that stands out, yeah, 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 I'd agree. I'd agree. Have they replaced any of the licensing music, or did they only have to do that in the video game? No, yeah, the, the, there's nothing um, changed okay. here in, okay. in sort of the Disney Plus version of this film. It's the exact same. Um, because I suppose it's worth bringing up here, James Gunn, the director he specifically storyboards out various scenes across all of the guardians films um with a particular song in mind so like he he chooses because not only this film but just guardians in general is so built around these licensed tracks not only for you know everybody likes listening to music that they like that they know um and they can point and be like oh yeah i know that song but also it's thematically relevant in this film um, mm-hmm. to Star Lord as a character. Um, he he will literally block out the entire soundtrack before he even storyboards one scene, and then he will storyboard a scene whilst playing the music, so that when he gets to shooting, he knows, you know, he he can choreograph it to such an extent that. The music almost seems built for the the scene that it's it's used in if that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah um so yeah i think even if there were any licensing issues marvel would would resolve them you know because i think the, the film just it's hard to say but I, I don't think it would work if one any of these tracks had to be replaced Okay, Personally. fair enough. Um, alrighty. Uh, 
Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else I wanted to say about the music. Mm. I don't think there's anything necessarily about the music that I wanted to say. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and move to... I kind of... Okay, wait. I was really excited about this, so I kind of wanted to move to this. Thanos obviously gets mentioned, like, almost right away. Like, mm -hmm. like maybe ten minutes into the film. Yes. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, I know who that is. Hey, girl, hey. It's exactly what I said. No. Um, so I thought that was interesting that we're getting Thanos introduced for some reason I just in my head like I was like oh he's probably just not introduced until like Avengers and so I, this was unexpected for me because mm -hmm. obviously I wasn't paying attention the first time I watched this forever and ever ago um and so like I thought that was really interesting how they set that up um and I was very excited about it um I was like oh my gosh it's yeah. that one dude that has the other Infinity Stone. Or maybe he has two. I can't remember. From Thor. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I technically, we cool. saw him at the end of the first Avengers, you know, in the... in the Yeah, but did he have one or, or two? I we didn't remember. see any stones at that point. Because oh. it was just... it was That was like the reveal that he was going to be the bad, the big bad guy. Um, oh, okay. So just, that was just him, like turning his face to the camera and smirking, looking s remarkably different um, than he does in this film um, and going forward. But you know, that's okay. He, the, he needs a little bit of a redesign. Bit, bit too purple in, a uh, bit too dark purple in, uh, mm. in, in the Avengers. So now he's looking a little bit. Little, yeah, little if he was that purple. dark purple, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. would have ruined everything. <laughs> it would. It would. Clashing with his outfit. Oh, no. Can't have that. No. We gotta stick to a color palette here. Yeah. Um, okay, so um other through line thing, uh Stanley. Yeah. Very beginning was hitting on that <laughs> hitting on that lady, and they're like, Oh, it's perfect or whatever. I can't even remember yeah. what they said, but that cracked me up. Mm -hmm. Um I'm trying to think if there's any other through line stuff. Yes, uh leading into other stuff i guarantee they're going to talk come back to his dad at some point and like because obviously he's like half at, towards the end of the film we find out he's half human terran whatever they call it half mm -hmm. something else but they said it's like oh it's some ancient being so clearly like he's in my opinion based on like the context clues he's like has to be a star lord and like that's probably why his mom called him star lord not as like just a nickname but like as like, hey, this is your heritage kind of thing, or something very similar to Star Lord. Um, so that I think that that's related, and he's not just called Star Lord just because for kicks and giggles. Um, although I did appreciate his excitement when he's like, "Yes," because somebody called him Star Lord. <laughs> it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Otherwise, you know, he's yeah. a, a bit of a vapid person at least to begin with. So, yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot. It feels like in these films. Well, you know, you've got to you've got to have a, a hero's journey, don't you? They've got to start off in a bit of a egotistical slash selfish place. So, and... But like, yeah, but like, this is so crazy. But like, I'm pretty sure that men have more personality traits than just I sleep with lots of women. 
It depends on the man you're talking about. Uh, oh, okay. Don't don't give him too much credit. Yeah. Okay. But yes, you, sure. you would hope so at the very least. <laughs> there has to be another way to tell this story of like, hey, he's not the best person, but now he's a hero, so he's a great person. Like, yeah. there has to be another way. Like, Probably. Uh, it cracks me up, man. Um. Okay. Um. Let's move to uh let's just go do like kind of like the story because i think that this is pretty rich story um okay is there any place in particular you want to start with discussing the story or you just want to go through chronologically i'm i'm game i know okay. this like the back of my hand so <laughs> there's okay, something so we need to dive into do it no let's we'll, we'll just go uh chronologically um, so we start 1988 um, with uh, Peter Quill uh, as a kid and in the most heartbreaking scene ever does not take his mom's hand. That was so sad. Um, I understand like the theme comes back around whatever. He's like, I didn't take her hand the first time. I have to take her hand this time, whatever. But it was just so sad. Like I, okay. I really do. I really do understand that kids would do that. Like i it just it just does break my heart that like that was like her one thing was like hey like I just want you with me yeah. as I go and he didn't take her hand because he was yeah. being a punk so yeah that whole thing and then he immediately gets abducted which we then find out later in the film he wasn't just picked up to be eaten he was supposed to be taken to his dad but the bad guys think that he's a bad guy <laughs> so yeah so yeah um <laughs> that is so cute <laughs> i don't anyway. know what he's doing he's um what's his name yondu yeah yondu um okay so that's basically it so we from the very beginning of the film he picks up the orb which i think is interesting that they start like like it feels like a lot of the times a heist like this would start with let's see him steal something else and then he's got to steal this thing that's like the main thing mm. but the first thing he steals is the main thing so i thought that was interesting um let's see <laughs> so yeah so he goes to try and sell the orb um we kind of see like the whole thing with gamora her sister being sent after um Gamora and her sister being in the same room and they're like oh those are Thanos daughters whatever mm -hmm. um and then he goes to try and sell the orb and Gamora tries to steal it and then there's a huge fight between like Rocket, Groot, Gamora and Quill and um all of that fun stuff I thought that scene was kind of it's it's kind of cute. I have to say the the fight scenes in this whole film are very well uh, choreographed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. No, that. I mean, I think that's partly in certain scenes due to you know what I was saying about how James Gunn sort of storyboards his stuff. Um, he's very meticulous, not even just in terms of like the music and stuff, but like just in general. Um, and I think that also doubles up with the fact that the Guardians have, for the most part, quite um, diverse like power sets or abilities or whatever. Um, particularly when you're talking about like Groot. Um, so 
it's important that in in any given scene they take full advantage of whatever they have to hand in terms of their abilities you know that they're, they're, they're fully utilized as characters you, you aren't thinking like oh well why doesn't x character just do that most of the time they do do the thing that would sort of make sense um which is again refreshing because a lot of the time you're sort of well iron man you've got like missiles in your wrists you could just very easily blow this thing up and he doesn't and you're like why doesn't he do that whereas you know if if group needs to take out five people he'll just ram his arm through all five of them and just mm -hmm. etc mm -hmm. um okay let's see so they're captured by Novacor and taken to kiln prison where they basically pick up drax and then they escape which that whole scene cracked me up. Groot, okay, Groot has to be like the best character in this film, right? Like, like he has to be, right? Because he's like, he's like, as soon as we get this battery, and then like <laughs> he pulls the battery, and I'm like, this is just too perfect. Like, he's just he's an just... innocent, an innocent little creature. I know he's so cute. Trying to be helpful. I know he just takes he like all of them just take things way too literally, like all of them do. And like the whole thing with the leg, that was super funny. And that comes back later when he's like, "Hey, I need this guy's eye," and he's like, "He doesn't. He doesn't." Yeah. Need this guy's Rocket's eye. just got a weird thing for, you know, external appendages and stuff. He's he's a weird one that that raccoon. Classic pranks, you know, just steal yeah. someone's prosthetic. And Drax being unable to understand metaphors and stuff because I, I did are... think that was very funny. Yeah, I I did I did really appreciate that like that whole like setup with like comedy because then that's like repeated throughout like where he's like taking things so literally and he's like I would not do that. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I mean well, dead, dead deadpan characters can be funny inherently, but I think that putting a spin on it and making it that his species is literally incapable of understanding you know um any kind of metaphor or simile or analogy or anything that's a, yeah. a very it's a fun way of doing just a dead what is essentially a deadpan character so yeah 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 it was really good and i i think that like the dynamic between all of them is they're basically all really stupid <laughs> mm -hmm. But they're stupid in different ways, and that's the only way that it works, which is, I think, really funny. I mean, I don't think Gamora is stupid. She's probably, like, the one, like, outlier. And she says it, like, I'm surrounded by a bunch of idiots, which is so true. They're all, like, just kind of really stupid. And I think that that's probably what was cracking me up the most. Well, and also that they're all not great people. Like, they're all pretty yeah. terrible people. Like mm -hmm. Star Lord is obviously egotistical, and um, you know he's he's looking out for himself. Gamora is a, a daughter of Thanos. She's done some pretty horrific things. Clearly, um, Drax is just this brute that is. He, I mean, he's called Drax the Destroyer, so quite clearly he's not a very nice person for good reason, um, as we as we learn. Um, but still, and then. I mean, Groot is innocent, but he is also like the henchman for Rocket, and Rocket is just this 
this like bounty hunter who will take in anything and anyone that gets him money. So they all get. Who's his of... voice actor? What Rocket? Mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper. Okay, okay, that's what I. Which thought. you don't. I, I don't hear like it's weird every time I'm reminded um, that it's Bradley Cooper. It's it's just really strange because if you, if you really listen out, you can hear him, but more so than other voiceover roles that I've seen from other actors, not just in this film, but I just mean in any film, he does sort of disappear into the role more so than most others. I would say. I think Vin Diesel also kind of disappears completely. <laughs> I could not, unless I had known that that was him, I would not have been able to. I suppose, but then it, it's it, that's that's a bit easier when he's he's literally just saying "I am Groot" over and over again. You know, one time he says "We are Groot." What well, he does, yeah, different. Well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it is. <laughs> Te technically, he's saying very different things each and every time, but yeah, we don't get to hear that. Yeah. Um. All right, let's see. You know, I also kind of like the idea. I'm sure Groot is talking to Rocket, but I do like the idea that Rocket is just like saying his thoughts out loud and Groot's not actually saying anything. Yeah, he's just pretending and Groot's looking at him like, that's not what I said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just interpreting it. He's like, he's like, I know I got to do this. And Groot's like, what? Anyway, <laughs> that they can definitely but... understand each other. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so they get the orb back, leave the prison, all that fun stuff. Um, love that he goes to pick up his uh, whatever. What is it called? Walkman? Yeah. Yes. He goes to pick that up. And then they get his ship back, and then they leave. And we have the whole scene between like Ronan and Thanos and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. which i thought was interesting that he just like stat like he just like killed his like attendant guy yeah and no consequence yeah he's the guy who was what chastising loki in avengers and no no that guy's just dead so but it's clear that you know i did not catch that, that he was talking huh interesting yeah he's uh, back in the uh, Avengers, he was the whenever Loki got teleported to where the weird spacey place that they are. Ah, Thanos. so then it was coming from Thanos, not actually that dude. Okay, that makes yes, sense. yeah, he's he's like the the I don't know the mouthpiece for Thanos because Thanos can't be not asked anymore. to talk, not anymore. Um, Rest peace. whole head got turned around. Oh dear, um, that would suck, but it is it's clear that you know, even in Avengers. Loki was sent by Thanos to to take over Earth. You know, he he was given the um, the spear by by Thanos, and now you can see that Ronan is kind of like not necessarily a direct henchman for Thanos, but he is again like Loki trying to get something from him in sort of like a mutual trade because um, Thanos be after those stones. But yeah, but but does true. does does Ronan let him have it? No, no. I I mean, it does make sense, right? Like, oh, now that I know this is an Infinity Stone and this is lots of power, why would I even give this to you? Precisely because he can. I mean, just it does cut make out the middleman. Yeah, he can just. He's like, I can just destroy the. Yeah, exactly, now. exactly. It makes perfect sense to me. It does. So. 
Okay, cool. Um, let's see. Uh, da, da, da. Um, so they end up going to Tanelier Tavon. Is that how you say that? Um, yeah. And then uh, to go sell the orb. Um, they're trying to sell it to the collector. Um, and then uh, they go to a place called Nowhere, which I thought was interesting. Um, I have a feeling that this will come back because it's supposed to be the severed head of like a celestial or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I assume it's coming back in the future. Who knows? I assume this is going to be a through line. Um, so then Drax gets drunk, summons Ronan. They have like that whole fight thing where they try and get the stone. Um, they do end up with the stone and then Gamora is just like floating in space and then Quill has Yondu come get them and then they're saved. I'm kind of curious if they recorded that film that that piece underwater because it kind of looked like they were underwater. I think they did. I I definitely think I remember reading that. I haven't researched it in years, but I'm I'm pretty sure. Okay, yeah. Because it looked like sequence. he was like holding his breath, like underwater holding his breath, which I guess yeah. space would be kind of similar. Mm -hmm. But I just thought that was interesting. Um, mm. Yandu arrives, saves them. Um, I let's see. They have they come to agreement. Um, Rocket, Drax, and Groot threaten to blow up the ship. <laughs> They're like, either give us our friends or we're going to blow everybody up. Um, which was so funny because he's like, we just established that you didn't try and save us. You just tried to blow us up. <laughs> uh, goes back to like, they're just all really dumb. Yeah. I love it. Um, they group up with Yondu. They group up with Novacor and they all go try to get the Infinity Stone and stop the city from being destroyed. Okay, that ship is so cool, though. That ship is so cool. I'm not usually into like sci-fi stuff as we've established, but like like Ronan's ship is really cool ship. Like the way that it like like it twists itself. Mm -hmm. I'm like yeah. so intrigued. I would really love seeing like the blueprints. I I'm sure they don't exist, but I would love seeing the blueprints of that ship. Like, does the is there like an inner part that's like like suspended inside of the ship that like when those pieces turn, obviously like the other things don't turn inside or is it like there's like a neutral gravity so like when it turns you can't tell that it's turning like the whole ship wings and stuff i don't know i'm very interested in that <laughs> um so yeah they have like that whole fight uh they get to the stone eventually they have that whole thing where they're like we're the guardians of the galaxy and Groot dies but not really and yeah. Yeah. All that fun stuff. And then we get Baby Groot, which is probably the best part of the film. Doing a little dance oh. to Michael Jackson in the Jackson 5. Yes. Um, I do think that the end scene, like the post credit scene, I thought that was funny, but I'm pretty sure that was supposed to be like a Disney reference in the end credits, but I could be wrong. Are you, are you talking about the the duck? Yeah, <laughs> that is that is not a Disney reference. No, okay. It's it's a very deep cut character from the comics. 
Howard oh. the Duck. Oh, okay, okay. Howard. Don't expect to see him again. That's, uh, it's just a. Yeah, I didn't think that was a through line, especially no. since there was a an astronaut dog there. Yeah, the cute, cute little astronaut dog though. Yeah, in his little cute. space suit. Very cute. Do you want to know? <laughs> Sorry. Never mind. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna contain myself. I was just gonna. Never mind. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's see. Is there any? Okay, so that basically covers the plot. Um, I do want to kind of like, especially towards the end of the plot. Um, so with Novacore, I think that's um, I understand that they didn't have much to do with the film, but I do think it's a slightly weak point that the guy's like, yeah, I believe him, and they're like, okay, well, let's just help them. Like, um, that's a lot of resources to just be like randomly like, like, hey, this outlaw says that we're in danger. Like, I don't know. Like, I like I understand. Like, they had to kind of like bandage that stuff together but that i do think that that's like slightly a weird like plot i don't want to say a plot hole because they do explain it but it's like a weak point in the plot um but other than that i really do like the way that like novacore comes in their ships are really cool like the whole thing where they like connect together that was when my my english brain was like oh my god this is so simple like such symbolism yeah <laughs> um i do i do say like I don't know. I won't get into that because then that's just it's too specific, but more ship stuff. Anyways. Um, so yeah, so then they have that whole thing where they connect and then a bunch of them end up blowing up and all that stuff. And I really, I really did enjoy that whole like not only like the the choreography of the fight scene and like the CGI and stuff like that, but like there's a lot of really good character beats that were happening like along that whole section. And I really, mm. I think I really enjoyed that section, which I don't usually enjoy those super actiony sections. Yeah. So I'm also surprised we didn't see any, or at least maybe I just missed it, but like, I'm surprised. Like, I feel like this would have been the time to see like a lot of those like creatures that we saw in Avengers. Like, I think that would have been interesting. What you mean just randomly about or? No, well, I guess they could be. Like, when they were flying the ship, they could have just been like, hey, look, it's that weird whale thing. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. But I think that they, if they were included, there would probably be questions from the audience as to why Ronan wasn't using them as well. And then off of that, sort of like then that is that too similar to what they did with loki in avengers you know they sort of mm. the 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 narrative set it up that ronan takes the the stone and uses it and becomes super powerful so he doesn't really like need anything because the whole thing's like he just needs to get on the surface of the planet and touch it with his hammer and then it will you know then it's game over um so probably would have i know what you mean but I maybe I'm cop it maybe it's copium, but like I think there is on the flip side enough justification, like narratively, for why they wouldn't make an appearance as well. Yeah, for sure. I just think it would have been like an interesting tie-in. Um yeah. to Avengers. Yeah. Even so. like I think I think the place that would have probably made most sense is when Ronan was speaking to Thanos if you just saw them like, you know worming their way around in the background mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, hey, it's not there. What can I? What can I do? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> How dare you? This is this is personal. I'm just yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Let's see. Um. You know what? Let's just start going through. Unless is there anything more? Uh, anything specific you want to talk about with the plot? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, cool. No. Um, so then let's go ahead and go back through here. Uh, characters. So Yondu, I think, is a really interesting character. I assume he's coming back because his, um, I don't want to say like power, but it is almost like a power, uh, like the way that he fights, um, is really really interesting um it's very clear especially with that end scene when we see him kill all those people that he could have killed like uh star lord peter quill whenever he wanted mm -hmm. so clearly he's sassy pants one <laughs> yeah um and like extension um two he's clearly very powerful and i really hope that they utilize that like at least somewhat in another film because that his power is so interesting to me. Yeah. And I, I might be preempting it, but I do want to raise it just in case it slipped past you. But did you hear what Yondu said at the end of the film? No. Oh. Uh, it might, I mean, it might not I have been... literally heard it, but I don't think I it, picked anything up. It might not have been Yondu. I think it was one of his his lackeys speaking to him. Um, but when they were getting back on the ship after Peter give, gives them the orb, um, he says, one of his, his mates says to Yondu, um, it's probably a good thing we didn't deliver him to his father like we were. Oh, yeah. 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 That's what I was saying earlier with it. With that, that's how we kind of know that his father is probably because they're the bad guys are saying bad guys quote unquote are saying that his dad is a bad guy yeah and that's that's the reason he was abducted from earth but they didn't no way thanos is his dad right i can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny i'm not i'm not gonna say anything oh, crazy the size difference man that's all i gotta say no way. Anyways, um, okay, cool. Yes. So I did. I did pick that up. Um, hmm. I also like. I also liked that he was like, like I. I, I want to say like he was proud that Peter Quill had like just not given him the right orb. He's like, oh, he switched it. He seemed like happy that he gave him the wrong. Well, orb. and also he just likes the little ornaments. Yeah. Yeah, so true. when he opens it up and there's just a little troll doll in there, he's like, he, he's laughing that, yeah, he got duped or whatever, but he's also got another little addition because earlier in the film, he was inspecting all the little, little trinkets. Yeah, he lost all of his trinkets besides the one. Well, well I guess not, now know, two. Now he's, now he's got his troll doll, so. I do, I, I do enjoy trinkets, so. Yeah. You can't see, but there's trinkets literally covering my desk, so. Mm-hmm. I understand. I respect it. Yeah. Don't like troll dolls, but I do like trinkets. 
Um. Okay. So, is there anything else you want to say about him? No. I, I. I. I like Yondu. I'm a big fan of Michael Rooker as an actor. Um. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully we see more of him. Okay. Awesome. Uh. Um. Nebula. Anything mm. to say about her? She's just kind of mean. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I think there's, she'll come back, but there's interesting. I think, I think that's a general assumption you could probably make about most characters that show up in these films, just due to the nature of this. Uh, this well, theme, every once in a while, theme. there's a flop film that they just don't take advantage of some of the characters. So I just, I can't trust anything just yet. Trust me, from a retrospective, retroactive perspective. Did, None of these films have flopped, so okay. it's probably a safe assumption that most of these threads will be picked back up, including characters. Okay. Um, awesome. But yes, I, I think Nebula is a bit one-dimensional here. Um, but there is, I think, potential in, in what we're shown. Like, um, you know, she's cybernetically enhanced and... Um, we look, you know, we get hints that there's like a massive sort of rift and, and competition between uh, Nebula and Gamora, um, sort of you know, vying for Thanos's attention and, and approval. Mm -hmm. Um, so the fact that you know, Nebula keeps losing and and the bitterness that that creates within her, as we see you know, for, for certain parts of this film. I think that there is interesting groundwork laid for her character, but she hasn't really got any substance in this film in it, on its on its own. I just Googled how tall Thanos is. For Pretty fun. tall. Yeah. Eight yeah. foot three or 252 centimeters. <sighs> Big boy. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have much to say about Nebula. She's just, I think it, I think, unless I didn't hear correctly, it sounds like they have more quote unquote siblings because she's like, oh, you were my, like, you're the one I hated the least or something like that. I can't remember exactly what she says um, when she's talking to Gamora. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Who knows? You. Yeah, but I guess we're pretending that you don't. Yeah, I, I have no idea. What What are we watching again? What is this one called? <laughs> Where am I? Uh, um. Okay, let's see. All right, so that's Nebula. Um, I think that's a good lead into Gamora. Um, mm -hmm. also think it is worth pointing out this does pass the Bechdel test. Yeah, um, because of Nebula and Gamora, and no other reason. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and okay, Gamora. Um, I like her. She's. I really like her character. She is slightly generic, but I think that goes for Peter Quill as well. He is also slightly generic. Um. But I think it's a lot of the times with comic books and um, 
and it this is uh happens in manga as well the character the main characters sometimes end up being a little bit generic because it's easier for you to map yourself onto the character when they are more generic mm. um but you also kind of end up missing some beats not that to say that they have like no character whatsoever yeah they yeah. Do have some gamora more than peter peter has like a lot more development in this film than she does Mm -hmm. um but i suspect that that will be rectified most likely in the second one would be my guess um so yeah uh i liked her character definitely yeah. could have had more um she i almost mistrust her because she is so like easygoing she's like yeah this is so terrible but I'm like, but you've been a horrible person like this whole time. So I don't know. I'm like, I'm like hesitant to trust her. So something feels weird about her character. Like it, it feels like something's not lining up. But yeah, I well, I mean, it, I think it's just the, the the way that she's positioned as a character. She's, um, you know, the 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 very first interaction between her and Quill. Um, when he's trying to sell the orb near the beginning of the film, it's sort of, you know, she's using subterfuge and sort of trying to mislead him into who she is and why she's there and what she's capable of. Um, so I think that there's some of that and the fact that she has an intrinsic link to Thanos and sort of like, you know, she makes it very clear that she is against him and trying to get away. And, but, um, you know, uh, blood is thicker than water kind of thing you know um again yeah like you say can can she fully be trusted um i think in terms of just like her character in general it's less what we see and more what we don't see because she's she's um pegged throughout the film as like this the the deadliest woman in the galaxy and i don't think that's ever quite realized She's shown yeah. to be a very competent fighter, mm -hmm. um, you know, and very headstrong and very um, independent, and she doesn't need Quill's help and stuff. Um, but I don't think she's ever – there was never a point in this film where I was looking at her and thinking, you know, Jesus Christ, look at the stuff she's doing. It's like, it, again, kind of what you said, but on a, on a different tangent – what she's capable of and what she's shown to do, I probably would have guessed that most people on the team were also capable of if they were given mm -hmm. a sword. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, again, going back to what I said very early on in this episode, like the efficient and um, creative usage of powers and abilities, I think that Gamora is probably the one that is least taken advantage of. In terms of mm. how she's described versus how she's presented, yeah. Um, but as you say, almost hopefully... like she's like holding back, kind of. Potentially, potentially, um, yeah. But hopefully, you know, there, there is plenty of room to grow potentially. So hopefully, we yeah. do see a bit more of of her in various regards. Yeah. Okay. Um, also. Have you heard the full saying for blood is thicker than water? I mean, I thought I had, but apparently not. 
No, okay, so this is actually really interesting. So the full uh the full saying is actually it's it's quoted backwards. I really love this saying actually. So it's the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. So actually like blood is meaning the bonds that you choose is more significant than the bonds of your family, right? Interesting. So it's actually like most people say it like blood is thicker than water as in like, oh, the blood of your family it's like is a stronger connection than like, but it actually means the exact opposite. Well, I suppose that also technically works in this film as well, because, you know, it's yeah. it's about choosing your family as opposed to necessarily being beholden yeah. to the one you were given. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Interesting, right? I love that saying. Anyways. Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so. Let's see. Okay, Gamora. Um, let's do Drax next. Mm. Yes. Um, I can genuinely. I don't know what it was. I don't know if I was just having like like an emotional moment or whatever that happens a lot with me. But I was really so sad for him. Like, obviously, it's sad that his like wife and um daughter were killed. Like that whole thing is really sad or whatever. But I was like, he was so passionate about this one thing about getting back to this dude he doesn't even remember him he doesn't care about him like like such a lack of regard and i know that happens a lot with villains but for some reason it just made me so sad where he's like he can't even like get a good hit on him like like he doesn't yeah. even know who this dude is like that's so sad like that's so sad so that got me yeah i mean same as saying, you know, they're all sort of outlaws or bad people. They're all carrying a whole lot of trauma for various different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, and that sort of shapes their decisions. And it, most of the time, um, up until they meet each other, it's bad decisions, right? Um, but yeah, I, I think that it's good that you've picked up on it this soon. Because um, in conversations I've had with people that have watched everything, it's sort of not that they aren't cognizant of it but that they often fail to bring it up when they discuss Drax as a character that the amount of sadness that he is bearing um and you know he's he's obviously a very physically strong character um but I think that it's it's more the very subtle emotional strength that is under the surface mm -hmm. um that is is the most compelling thing about him to me um that you know he yes he's driven by revenge and whatnot but at the same time it almost kind of feels like he isn't it's because he's just he's he feels like he has to choose something to do because he doesn't have his wife and daughter anymore so he's, he's kind of just inherently leaned into this violent path necessarily rather than necessarily actively wanting it mm -hmm. and like you say it's sort of he's driven by just that one thing so he's mm -hmm. i i think not this necessarily super present in in this film or necessarily going forward it's not a spoiler but like i kind of feel like without that goal he would feel incredibly lost like i, I get that vibe from him that yeah he's just clinging on to the idea of vengeance because he knows that without that he has nothing yeah um, i mean his life is kind of lost his purpose his purpose right like yeah and, that, and that's all kind of reflected even in a, in a happy 
moment at the end of the film you know they've defeated ronin and they sort of get their ship back and they're all they're a team now but you know drax doesn't celebrate he's like yeah ronin's dead but now you know he isn't the one that really killed my family it it was thanos just like they've just had this victory and they saved so many people but immediately his mind is onto the next person that has to pay mm -hmm. um you know, and he is, he's happy, sure, you know, he's, he's enjoying the company and whatnot as much as him, his character can allow to be happy, if you know what I mean. But it's, I think it's, it's telling mm -hmm. that everybody else is sort of, what do we do now? You know, hey, happy go lucky, we saved the day, Guardians of the Galaxy. And he's like, there's still people that I need to kill to make things right. Mm -hmm. And yeah. It just it makes him probably, to me at least, I think the most interesting character in the film for me. Mm. Um, I do think he's a really interesting character as well. Um, I will say, like, I th I think like just in terms of like, okay, so I th I th I do want to call out that like I really think that this role was really well written mm -hmm. for exactly who played him, right? Yeah, like. It, and that sounds weird, but we we see this like weird, like I don't want to say it's weird, but like we see this pipeline of like wrestlers <laughs> moving into acting and not really being actors. And so they end up like they like are super cheesy and like almost bland. But like mm -hmm. this role kind of leans into that cheesy and bland because like because like his people can't understand metaphors like. Like, he speaks very literally, but it works because, like, of the character as well. And I really enjoyed that whole, like, like, oh, like, I was kind of, it's like almost, like, you're almost hesitant, right? Because it's like, oh, well, this is a wrestler. Like, is he going to be good in the role? Because frequently it doesn't work out well, but this worked out really well. The Rock. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think Sorry. he's really good in Moana. But that's just his voice, you know. That's, okay, the, that's okay. like. <laughs> um. But yeah, I I I really enjoyed the role. Um, like yeah, I I, and I think everything. I'm 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 with you. I think that Batista is is perfectly cast. He he does the role incredibly well. Um, it's subjective, obviously, but I think that he probably in that vein is the best actor out of the wrestlers that have moved into. The acting profession yeah um I, I would probably say batista then john cena then the rock um not vin diesel i mean he he wasn't really a wrestler oh was he not i no. thought he was mm. no he's he's just a, a guy who loves family and cars you know um he's all about such family. a dork that's really how i feel about that <laughs> somehow oh God, he keeps so making sorry. a lot of money he, he debuted on stage at age seven. My apologies. Who? <laughs> Vin Diesel. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, you know, wrestling is inherently a theatrical thing, right? Because it's oh, not have, real. They have a photo um, of his signature on Wiki. Yeah, so it's not a. Yeah. You know, it's, it's performative uh, wrestling. So I, it does make sense that a lot of wrestlers do transition or that they start. Oh, as yeah. Actors and then For go sure. into wrestling and then back. Um, but it, yeah, it, I, I agree. Yeah. Batista is okay. great. Okay, cool. Um, 
Alrighty. Uh, so then let's do, let's go to Rocket. <sighs> Rocket. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So um, I really enjoyed his character. Um, I think that he, again, like all of these characters are really well written. Um, I think that it's very interesting that like, he, like he said, like he didn't choose to exist, which I think, like, I understand, like, he's like, I was literally, like, created as an experiment, and there's mm -hmm. nobody like me. So that has to be pretty lonely, right? He's like Tigger. Yeah. He's the only one. I'm not sure Tigger was some medical scientific <laughs> No, but Tigger but... is the only one. He goes on, have you not seen the Tigger film? I know. Yes, I'm, I'm following you. Okay. But, okay. You okay. Well, I love Winnie the Pooh, so I have to make sure. <laughs> You're making um, me think of like Winnie the Pooh, take a body horror stuff. Now that's that's that's. Oh, have you seen that? Why TikTok? is his tail so springy? It's all mechanical. That's like about now. about the. Oh my god. Okay, I'll I'll send you that TikTok later because it's genuinely one of my favorite TikToks to think about. My mom gets so mad because it is like, what if, like Winnie the Pooh was like a horror film, and it's like, oh, it's so good. Anyways, um, so do do do. Um, what was I gonna say about Rocket? Um, yeah, I mean like. So the whole thing is, is like, he's like, oh, like I didn't choose to be created, but like, I don't think anybody does just saying, just like, <laughs> for the record, like nobody chose me, sure. but um, also, yes, he was, he was made as an experiment. And I think that has to be hard because he's like cognizant enough of it that like, but there's, there is literally no one like him. Right. So like, what is he supposed to do? Like romance wise like there's nobody he can really be with there's nobody like him like there's like even companionship like he has his friends now but like there's again nobody that can really he's misunderstood nobody can yeah. understand him anyways he's just i think that he's also a sad character as sassy and explosive as he is in many ways yeah well uh, yeah like um in in the same way that Drax is right, he he's using aggression and pushing everybody away as a bit of a shield, um, yeah. you know. And he's he very clearly cares deeply about Groot, um, mm -hmm. not just because they've clearly been a duo for quite some time, and that um, at the end of the day, if we're being pragmatic, Groot is like a bodyguard for Rocket, really. Um, so he has that sense of safety with Groot. Um, and then, you know, at the end when Groot sacrifices himself to, to save everyone, he's he gets upset. Like, he starts tearing up and it's like, no, you'll die. Um, again, like Drax with his vengeance mission, it's like, well, how is Rocket going to cope if he doesn't have Groot? You know, Um because again, not that they're the same, because Groot isn't a, a scientific experiment, but they are both sort of abnormal creatures that could very easily be taken advantage of, or you know, um, mm -hmm. or abused, or, or whatnot. So I think that they they find safety in one another. Um, but yeah, it's fine. He's got baby Groot. He does have baby Groot. Baby Groot's so cute. Although technically, I don't know whether this will upset you or not. Oh, God. But technically, and, and James Gunn has confirmed this, Groot did die. 
So that baby Groot is, is basically Groot's son. Okay. Or so that version of Groot did die, but we we got his descendant, even though he was like a little twiglet that obviously came off of main Groot. So we now baby Groot is Groot's son. That's really sad. Yeah. But it, it makes it makes his sacrifice to save them and him saying we are Groot that much more poignant. Does it? I just think it makes it more sad. <laughs> sad and poignant often go hand in hand. You know? Sure. Sure. Um what was I gonna say? I don't remember. Um yeah, Rock is great. Um, okay. I think we have, so I guess we're already talking about Groot. I love Groot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't, what character? can't not. You, yeah. Yeah. You can't not like him. Um, I mean, I think that they very easily could have messed up his character. Sure. Sure. Oh, do they actually call um, him Groot too? That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think there is a version of this film that having a CGI tree saying the same three words over and over again would come a, become a bit uh you know uh I mean he like Quinn says it or Quill Quill says it, right? He's like this is gonna get annoying really fast. Yeah, but it never does. It never does. No, they, I mean, they had, to, they had to be very careful with it, right? Like, like they couldn't overuse because he's very strong, right? So they can't like overuse his power. They can't mm. overuse like his I am Groot or whatever. Like, like, they have to be very careful with that character. So I think they did it really well. Mm -hmm. And now he's dead. Rest in peace. Okay. Anything else you want to say about Groot? No. Okay. Um, I think that just leaves us with Peter Quill. Yeah. Star Lord. Um. Whole lot of childhood trauma, huh? Oh yeah, daddy issues, mommy issues, all of the issues. Yeah, got got Do pushed think... out of that that hospital room by his by his granddad is it is it i don't know if this is obvious or not but did he he didn't go back to earth right like no he hasn't been back he could though right like literally he could if he wanted because he has Technically, his own ship. yes yeah yeah okay okay that's what i thought um oh he was from missouri that explains mm. so much yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, he's kind of, uh, he is kind of just like a bit of a jerk sometimes, really cocky, really funny. I, okay, I do have, especially towards the beginning of the film, had like a slight weirdness about it being Chris Pratt just because of Parks and Rec. Sure. But it but kind then of worked. Most people it, had it was that. fine. Most people yeah. had that. I didn't because I, I hadn't seen Parks and Rec at the time. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, like I, I get it. I can understand because obviously I've retroactively seen Parks and Rec now and yeah, I can, I can imagine the jump that is made here is a bit like, whoa, 
okay. I mean, he's it's funny because he kind of plays like dumb characters in both, mm-hmm. but like in wildly different ways. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, it, there is like the endearing stupidity to both characters, you know? Yeah. He's, um, he's which definitely I think is just like the Chris both. Pratt part of it that he just can very yeah. easily bring that to his roles. Um, yeah. But again, like like I said with Batista, I think it's inspired casting because you look at Parks and Rec and you're like, could that guy really play a, the lead, a lead superhero in a in a sci-fi film but james gunn believed in him and you know fair play to chris Pat, he put in the work and shaped up and uh obviously it's paid off so you know i yeah. i can't again it's it's, it's easy to say because this is the only version of this film that we have but in my head it is very hard to imagine another actor executing the script and the physical comedy and you know um the the, the quirks and whatnot of of star lord like chris pratt does yeah um, do you genuinely do you think that he was the first person that got offered the role though? no 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 it's confirmed he wasn't okay um i can't remember who it was off the top of my head but there was somebody who like basically had the gig like almost got just offered it flat out and it was like a an unspoken done deal kind of thing um uh, but then I, it might have been scheduling or something that meant it couldn't happen mm-hmm. so it then was considered um was one of 200 actors yeah i mean plenty of people uh auditioned. zachary levi and glenn howerton yeah it was zachary levi i, I don't even know who that is um Play Shazam. Um, not, not, not a great person, seemingly. Um, he he is technically um, in in the MCU, though. Um, yeah, that's technically future spoilers, but it really, really doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yes, he he almost had it, but um, okay. Well, glad he doesn't. Although, yeah. I. I mean, I don't. I, I'm. I've, I feel like I'm just very neutral on Chris Pratt. I don't love him. I don't hate him. I'm just like he's just Chris Pratt, you know. I think. I think he he's a very capable actor. I think the issue more so than anything, particularly, it might be more difficult for you watching it in 2023, is that he is, in my opinion, just overexposed at this point. Like he is in too much stuff, and we have seen too much of him too frequently. I don't think so I've I think seen that him that in much. Kind of compounds the issue, or not necessarily like actively watch the films, but you're seeing trailers for things with him all the time, whether it's Jurassic Park or whether it's hmm. you know the countless streaming shows that he's done, or um, obviously subsequent MCU appearances. I think he is very good. It's just that he oh, this month. Like no, I mean. <laughs> I mean, yes, technically, you know, uh, Mario as well and um, stuff like that, voice work. I think yeah. not that he is only good at doing one much. thing. Not that he is only good at doing one thing, because I think he is a versatile actor. Mm-hmm. But it's just that in most of the stuff he does, he is doing that one thing that he is very good at. 
so it's not only overexposure but it is also he is playing like you said a lot of the same kinds of characters a lot of the time i feel like that kind of sucks though because like i i think if he did play a different kind of character right it would almost be like oh he's not this kind of person like like he isn't this kind of character and i think that that bias would end up showing anyways like if he tried to play like something different maybe i mean it, it could be a damned if you do damned if you don't thing um but we will never know right it, it's yeah. like maybe a, a maybe completely different know. spin on on star lord could have worked um maybe obviously not with this script and whatnot it would have been a slightly different film just conceptually from that level onwards but um yeah it's just it's clear that they tailored star lord around the kind of things that chris pratt does well mm -hmm. rather than the other way around you know chris pratt didn't really transform outside of the physical aspect didn't really transform in terms of his character work that much yeah um which is fine it's not a bad thing inherently but it's just that he does he has done that a lot both before this and since this film um so it can feel a little bit i've i've had this taste before you know um overexposure repetitiveness thing that i'm talking about so maybe it's that a little bit who okay. knows who knows i think it was good yeah, yeah. He's, he's still I good think, i do I, I do have to say i was looking up um the woman who plays uh, gamora Mm -hmm. And I've seen her in a lot more stuff than I thought I had. She is very which prolific. freaked me out. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, first of all, she was in Drumline. Yes. Shout out, shout out to Drumline. That wasn't the film I thought you were going to mention <laughs> you know, of all the films, but yeah, she was in she was in Drumline. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, she, I mean, she's a Star Trek Avatar. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. She, I mean, she's just in a lot of stuff, which I think is interesting. Um, she was in I Kill Giants, which shout out to that film. Um, yeah, more Avatar. Lots yeah. more Avatar coming. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, alrighty. Uh, characters are good. Let's see. Um, is there any other? I think we've done most everything. Um, is there any other themes that you wanted to touch on? None that we haven't touched. Okay. I don't think so. You know, the I will. theme of finding your family and mm -hmm. growing out of trauma and that kind of stuff. Trauma. Yeah. Fun. It's it can be. It can <laughs> be. As long as the can characters it? get past it. Oh. That wouldn't make the trauma fun. That would make the getting past it. But you know what I mean. As a plot device, it, it is a good <laughs> thing for character growth. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> sure. Um, I mean, it's necessary, but yes. Uh, I will say, okay, for people who don't like English class, just, just tune out for a second, just because I wanted to nerd out just for a second. Okay, the thing I was talking about with the ships, which I think is really interesting, is obviously we're talking about, like, like all of these, like, chosen family connections, whatever. These ships literally connect, and it's, like, it's cool, because it's, like, humanity connections to save the city. And I thought that was super cheesy. And I was like, oh, my God. Cool. Anyways, that was it. <laughs> I can't say I've ever heard that take before. But 
Yeah, because yeah, like it's, it's the connection thing. between humans saved their city. So, but then the ships. I mean, I mean, they're right. not. They're, I mean, then they're, they're not humans, you know. But <gasps> people, no, people would still be humans. Yeah, I mean, technically, they're Zandarians, but yeah, well, because there's there has to be more than Zandarians in those ships that are connecting. Like, I'm sure there's people from other planets and stuff. So sure, but that, it, what would it, what would that, the neutral term like saying, be though? Well, I mean, technically, it's Novacore, isn't it? Who's mm, doing it? The Novacorians. <laughs> well, no, no, no. The, the Novacore <laughs> is just the, the organization. Yeah, but they I are know. from they are from Xandar. They live on Xandar, so it would. But be I'm just Zandar, talking like yeah. in terms of like if people isn't a good neutral term, and humans isn't a good neutral term. You're right, but like, what would be a word that refers? I'm just to being them? pedantic. I know, but now I'm interested. But it's fine. Well, I'll look. Uh, it up I would later. say Z I would say Zandarian because that is very specific to. They live on that planet, regardless of what species they are. So they are Zandarian hmm. Novacor forces. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we've sure. got a got a got a Lego Guardians ship up there. <gasps> you have really cool Legos. I want to get more Legos, but I don't have space. I'm waiting. I'm waiting being patient i really want to get the hogwarts lego set and then mm. get like the illustrated editions of harry potter which those books are very expensive for those that aren't familiar and then do like all the illustrated books with like the hogwarts anyways i'm waiting patiently how do you move with legos also i have a tree back there i don't know what i'm gonna do with it i'm a cherry blossom lego tree i don't know what i'm gonna do when i move what um... are you gonna do when you move <laughs> Um, probably just like, well, I would deconstruct it to the point where if there is anything that is very easily breakable off, I would just attach that in large segments. Um, Do you just like then, put it in like a giant Ziploc bag or? No, because that, that's, they would break apart in the bag. I would probably just like, um, bubble wrap it in those segments. Um. And okay. then tightly pack them in somewhere so they can't like bounce around whilst you're you're traveling. Okay. And then you can just reconnect the big segments rather than having to completely rebuild or try and keep it fully intact as you're traveling and then having to pick up random pieces and you don't know where they came from. Okay. Interesting. That All right. Well, that was a tangent. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Ranking. Mm. Um, I'll go first this time. Okay. Unless I did, I go first last time. I can't remember. No, you went Maybe. first last time. Doesn't I think really you matter. went first. Um, okay, uh, this will be number one for me. Oh. I think that's pretty easy. Nice. I would say it's number one by a pretty large margin. But interesting. Not only did it have plot like Winter Soldier, but it actually was good. <laughs> That's that's one hell of a hot take. <laughs> Didn't you put Winter Soldier at number one? Yeah. Yeah. So that's two. So it's like Yeah. You're talking but about it's it like it's like number place. two. You know? Okay, yeah, all right. All right. Uh I'm gonna be putting it in third place. No way. Just below Avengers. No way. That's crazy. Yeah. Um you but know, then again. This is where it get, this is why it's interesting is because I'm coming from at it from a retroactive thing. I know I have to judge these films individually, and I am, 
but with hindsight in mind and having so much time to digest the films and I've watched them so many times I think not that this film has necessarily gotten any worse but I just think that um it's difficult to say without spoilers but like I think there's just as if I'm to defend it I think you know what I'm like. I like the sort of darker tonally things. Oh, yeah. So that's why Witness Soldier is still number one. And then two, Avengers. I just think that whilst the thing I love both about Guardians and Avengers is the character interplay, right, in the groups mm -hmm. as they come together and form. I just think that there is a more dynamic and varied character interplay going on in Avengers. Mm, um, interesting. And I don't think I would agree with that, but the Guardians is still great, um, and it's it's obviously just a different kind of interplay. Um, but I just think that I think the characters, on the whole, are more th three dimensional in Avengers than they currently are in this first Guardians film. I think that there is an argument to be made that the character interplay is better, but I think that the characters themselves that it is happening in between isn't quite as strong and obviously the avengers has a leg up because we've seen some of those characters in solo films before but still again i have to take it project by project and i think that's why avengers is just above it is close don't get me wrong but it is why we put avengers just above guardians okay i think you're wrong i think you're crazy but that's fine um okay anything else you wanted to say about this film uh it's i said it last week i said it last time with uh winter soldier that winter soldier was kind of like a a paradigm shift everything before winter soldier and everything after this is kind of like continuing that streak where off of the success of winter soldier and then going to something completely refreshing like guardians um it does it guardians oh, the yeah, film came out has the same year has redefined the MCU, I think, more so than something like Winter Soldier. Um, because they they found the kind of plot structure that hits really well. They found the humor that hits really well, because this is aiming for far more comedy than any other MCU film thus far. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that this has a, a fundamental impact on stuff going forwards, which I think you'll see reflected quite often uh, and quite frequently. Okay. So very important film, I think. I, I, I'd be very interested to see where the MCU would be now if something like The Guardians hadn't happened. Would it even still be a thing? That's a really good question. Because this this was like the breath of fresh air that not everybody was clamoring for, but I think proved that Marvel weren't just a one trick kind of pony, you know. Yeah, I also think that like at least from my recollection of what was going on at the time, I I feel like this got a lot more people into Marvel it cinematic did. universe. 100%. Like it was almost yeah. like a gateway drug. Yeah. So the 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 viral kind of the the licensed songs they all became instantly iconic and connected to this film mm -hmm. specifically and you know even casual fans could be like when this song played i know that this was happening in the film that kind of stuff um and that kind of 
inherently builds that kind of emotional connection to it that maybe yeah. fans, casual moviegoers wouldn't have had otherwise with previous MCU projects. So yeah. God bless the Guardians, man, just in general. Yeah, God bless it was them. good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, okay, so next we're watching the um, MCU Transformers crossover, Avengers Age of Ultron. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't sound like Transformers. You're, you're not. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong. I'm gonna hey, be honest. Maybe, maybe that comment might actually prove to be more oh, accurate God. than you're thinking. Oh God, that makes me not want to watch. I'm like, Ori. Okay, so I don't love Transformers. I'm not even gonna lie about it. Mm. Um. So I've like this. Okay, this film and then Ant Man. I'm like both kind of like dreading. So. I'm not going to preempt your opinions. I think with both of those things that you just mentioned, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So yeah, next Avengers Age of Ultron. So we will see uh, in listener time in two weeks. <laughs> we'll see you and watch that. Um, okay. And discuss it and all that fun stuff. So yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for taking the time to hang out with us today. And a special shout out to our current patrons. We have Bucky Blue, Amon, Fabulous Brianna, Brianna's mom, Brianna's brother, Brianna's wife, Nikolai at night, Cypher Primus, Brendan Myers, Marcus O'Neill, Lillian, Mimi J, The Snack Network, David Hotright, Dave Harp, and uh, the Xbox Expansion Pass, and Apaka Tom. Um, where can people find you? Oh, this is going to get interesting, isn't it? Um... You can We're find future proof this yeah. so hard because this is a while away. You you can find me on uh Twitter or X or maybe by the time that this goes live, threads or blue sky or something. It it will be um at Samini H E A N E Y. Yeah. Okay, awesome. <laughs> I, I tried to future proof. <laughs> I tried. God yeah. knows what's going on. Yeah, who knows? Um, okay. Uh you can find me at Fabulous Brianna. Um, that's F-A-B-U-L-I-S-T-B-R-E-A-N-N-A. -N -N -A. Um, pretty much anywhere. I am on threads if you really want. Um, we'll be in the Discord either way, you know. Like, yeah, if coming that, out uh, in the Discord. That's the... actually okay. The I will caveat that. Join the Discord. Understand that Sam doesn't really talk to anybody. <laughs> he lurks. I'm, I'm a busy person, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> he lurks. I chime in so, when I can. I ping I in a, temper, a news thing. I just want to temper expectations so people aren't like, oh, I want to join the Discord so I can discuss things with Sam. It just... <laughs> it, it might happen, you know? It if might. If you cross your fingers and wish on a star, maybe. I'll tell maybe you the trick. Things will align. Watch, watch a show that he likes. Go into the frame-by-frame channel and then maybe you'll get his attention i'm not sure how consistent that is as a tactic, it's not <laughs> it's not that's why i said we're, maybe. we're wishing on a prayer you know it's yeah just yeah maybe maybe i'm just trying to help yeah. yeah okay cool well thanks for hanging out with us guys we'll see you again two weeks your time um when we watch avengers age of ultron okay bye bye <laughs>